0: it's tech news day and while we generally focus our attention on the consumer side of the tech world uh today we're going to start by talking about some real hard science Because news. this week the scientific community finally got some answers to a question that they've been wondering for a very very long time and that question was who would win 20 years of ongoing scientific research worth millions of dollars or one bumbling janitor <laughs> Sorry, did you think we were going to talk about the discovery of gravitational waves reverberating from a pair of supermassive black holes 10 billion light years away? Mm. I mean, scientists do seem very excited about that, and we're happy for them. But us trying to explain that would be like a dog trying to explain the U.S. tax code. It's just way too far outside of our <laughs> wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, if you know what they are talking about that they just discovered, and uh, you want to share with the class, tell us down in the comments. Yeah, that'd be I'll great. pin that. Uh, but yeah, not in our wheelhouse talking about space and ship. What is in our wheelhouse is stories about janitors unplugging refrigerators because they're beeping too much and thus inadvertently destroying decades' worth of research. I love the idea that anything that's beeping uh, usually... Just turn it off. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> Make the beeping go away
1: by the... depriving it of its power. The first thing I think of is uh, the warning beep that a fire alarm uh, would give where you're just like, what is...
0: Shut up! Pull it off.
1: House yeah. burns down. The you crazy with it. thing
0: about those fire alarms is, uh, people do not hear them anymore. Like their brain just cancels them out. Once they ignore it long enough, they can't hear. It. There's so many Twitch streamers. Yeah, they're like, oh, are you gonna do that? The entire chat like, what chat's are you talking about? Like, hey, change the batteries in your fire alarm. It's not even that. The uh, most, you should know this. Most fire alarms these days are, uh, they don't last forever. No, you go and buy a new one. It lasts about 10 years. They're not that expensive. Uh, your landlord in most states is legally required to buy you a new one. They're not doing that. Uh, So, yeah, if changing the battery doesn't stop the beeping, it's probably that. You probably just need a new one. But when something's beeping, I I would
1: say figure out the problem before just ceasing the reason it's beeping. We fixed the glitch. We uh, turned it off. But here's Gizmodo with more. A janitor accidentally destroyed more than two decades of research when he turned off a freezer containing invaluable cell cultures that had the potential to be groundbreaking, according to a new lawsuit filed by Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, RPI, in New York. The lawsuit claims Joseph Harrington, who was employed by Daigle Cleaning Systems, Inc., switched off the freezer, which was set at negative 80 degrees Celsius, negative 112 degrees Fahrenheit, citing the beeping alarm as annoying. (laughs) RPI filed a lawsuit against Daigle, which had contracted the janitor at the New York-based Institute. RPI is requesting the company pay out at least $1 million in damages, plus interest, and any other compensatory damages. The lawsuit says there was 20 years worth of cell cultures, samples, and
0: other research that was destroyed or damaged when the temperatures rose. And the, uh, the actual lawsuit, I love reading lawsuits, folks. Yeah. Don't we? Uh, it goes into exactly why the freezer was beeping, because why would it be doing that? Uh-huh. A small temperature fluctuation of three degrees would cause catastrophic damage, and many cell cultures and samples could be lost. As a precaution, if the freezer's set point raised to negative 78 degrees Celsius or decreased to negative 82 degrees Celsius, the alarm would sound. On or about September 14, 2020, the freezer's alarm was triggered. Professor Lakshmi, her faculty, and students monitored the freezer's temperature to be negative 78 degrees Celsius, and they began taking action immediately to address the cause and to protect the cell cultures, samples, and research contained therein. Upon review at the time, Professor Lakshmi determined that the cell cultures, samples, and research were not being harmed. On September 14th, 2020, Professor Lakshmi contacted the freezer manufacturer immediately to schedule emergency service. Due to COVID-19 restrictions, the freezer could not be serviced until September 21st, 2022. That's a long time. We got a backlog here and, uh, you know, coronavirus. Yeah. Can we do this over Zoom? So... No? Not sure if that's a
1: typo in the lawsuit, but if, if it's not, that means they were going to have to wait two years to have that freezer serviced. That's a lot of beeps. But in the meantime, the samples were safe, despite being two degrees warmer than they were supposed to be. But that also meant that the alarm was constantly beeping. And to make sure that everyone knew about the situation, they attached a note to the freezer, which read as follows. This freezer is beeping as it is under repair. Please do not move or unplug it. No cleaning required in this area. You can press the alarm/slash test mute button for five to ten seconds if you would like to mute the sound. But unfortunately, a janitor named Joe Harrington heard the sound but didn't see the note and decided the best course of action would be go to find go and find the breaker box and just start flipping a few switches. What that's what <laughs> you Make do in the a sound laboratory. No like beep bop boop. In a laboratory setting, just uh, bop. Yeah. you hear that? I'm just going to flip all of these until that beeping stops. (laughs) Okay, seems like the most extreme method, but... It it made the beeping stop. You can't say it didn't work. Uh, Here's the university's incident report.
0: During Mr. Harrington's interview, he admitted to hearing the, quote, annoying alarm (laughs) throughout the (laughs) evening hours and being in the janitor's closet and looking at the electrical box. Harrington stated that the box was open and he looked at the guide to the breakers. He grew concerned and believed that, quote, important breakers were turned off. Harrington admitted that he turned them back on to make sure he was helping to safeguard the equipment. He said he was familiar with how important the breakers were because his father works in plant utilities at another college. Harrington was shown a picture of the breakers and explained how he moved the breakers to the on position. The action taken by Harrington was an error in his reading of the panel. He actually moved the breakers from the on position to the off position at or about 8.30 p.m. At the end of the interview, he still did not appear to believe he had done anything wrong, but was just trying to help. Harrington understood that he had no authority to look inside the panel or touch the breakers, but again, maintained he was trying to help. There is no dispute that Harrington turned off the critical breakers and caused the freezer and refrigerator to go offline, raise temperature, and compromise the specimens stored within.
1: Just trying to help. I I don't understand here because... He's Am I saying being... that he putting putting the turning them on, but wanted the sound to go away. Why would he assume that putting more power to something that didn't previously have power? Maybe it was beeping because it didn't have enough. Oh uh, yeah, power. well yeah, like a fire alarm. I, I kind of get his case here then. Um, Although anyone who has a breaker box would know the correct direction.
0: Well, yeah. Especially if your dad is uh, very familiar with these breaker boxes. Yeah. It's actually, it's dad's fault. Yeah, it's his dad's issue to his dad. Um, yeah, I mean, this is really just, uh, you know, yet another example of uh, if you're a janitor, you're not getting paid to worry about beeps. You leave leave that Put alone. Put the headphones on. Yeah. Put the headphones on. Pop in those buds and yeah. listen to your favorite sweeping and mopping music. Yeah. Because that's it's above your pay grade, buddy. Yeah. I get paid to sweep, not paid to beep. Uh.
1: I mean, the sign was right there. Clearly, they knew that this was going to happen, and made a sign that explicitly stated not
0: to they turn this off. They didn't make enough signs. They just put one on the fridge. But those, that beep can be heard from all around the building. That's true. And if you don't know where it's coming from, you're just like, all right, let's kill the power to the entire building. I just, I go back <laughs> to the idea that if I'm hearing a
1: a, a a frequent beep, it's something that probably needs attention, not to be shut off.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you did this at a hospital, there'd be a lot of a lot of people flatlining. <laughs> yeah. What is that beeping noise? Oh, let's just unplug all this shit. There, ah, the beeping's
1: gone. That janitor Lovely. put a lot of people out of their misery. Uh, so yeah, a real Mr. Bean or Ernest P. Worrell type situation here. I mean,
0: in the best Ernest movie, easily the best one. Ernest goes to jail. Yeah, uh, it starts. with He is a janitor at a bank, That's and right. there's a uh, wonderfully, wonderfully well choreographed slapstick scene of him. Uh, doing his job as the janitor and getting a little carried away, and uh, uh-oh, he gets electrocuted and gets granted magic powers uh, yeah. while, while uh, pressure washing the ceiling. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great scene. Great movie. The pen scene where he bites the pen. Oh, he's he's got
1: ink all over himself. It's a masterpiece. It is a really good movie. He plays two
0: characters. And does it completely well. Two completely opposite characters. The man has range. Jim Varney, uh, yeah, gone too soon. Yes. If he had lived, he would have had... Or as the kids know him, Slinky Dog. Right. But if he had lived, he would have had an A24 style uh, career renaissance later on. I guarantee it. It's a tragedy. Even a reboot of Ernest, but done
1: seriously. Yeah, yeah. Ernest, but with an A. You know what else is good? That uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one. Nothing competes with j- Ernest Goes to Ernest Jail. Ernest Goes though. to Jail it's... is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is. Uh, anyways, it's a it's a big
0: oopsie. This yeah. whole Whoops. big
1: misunderstanding, mostly the oh, janitor's that, fault.
0: You had important things in that fridge? Well, that's not good. <laughs> 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 Did
1: I do that? <laughs> Uh, by the time the lab staff arrived the next day, most of the research was ruined due to the temperature changes, thus bringing 25 years of research to a very disappointing conclusion. The lawsuit doesn't provide any clarity on what exactly the research was looking into, but clearly they believed that it was going to yield valuable results, because they're seeking at least $1 million in damages from the cleaning company the university contracted with for janitorial services. Oh, a million dollars! I thought you said that this research was invaluable. Yeah. All uh, of a sudden, it has a value.
0: So you don't. Yeah. What was this research like? Okay, so um, back in the year 1990, uh, we just started. One of our doctors just started uh, ejaculating into a box. Yeah. Over and over again. And left it there. And decided to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to see how long we could keep the cum box going. Yes, And we've been providing regular updates to our research on a, a, little, a little medical journal called 4chan.com. <laughs> and uh, you've ruined it. You've ruined it all.
1: Well, um, time to start over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, next time you're having a bad day at work, just remember it could be a lot worse. Could be a lot, a lot worse. You could show up to find 25 years of work destroyed. Or be the person who
0: actually destroyed it. <laughs> Hard to say which is worse. I mean, the guy who destroyed it still doesn't seem to fully uh, understand. What? Also, he's not liable. His employers are. Yeah, good. Are, which is awesome. Yes,
1: I uh, think that's great. And yeah. they probably have insurance for just such a scenario. Uh, you One would hope. And I would like to believe that he's telling the truth, that he's probably just like, oh, it's annoying.
0: I'm going to go figure this out. Yeah. If you don't want people turning off all your breaker switches, don't have annoying sounds. Yeah. I, I, you know.
1: Figure out a. Muscle. Remember that next time. If you... it's going to be two years, figure it out as the scientists to, to you know have that not beeping the entire time. Yeah, program. if
0: this is a, a science school, uh, there's maybe there's a there's got to be an electrical engineering department. Just have one of them come down there and like remove the the soldering to the to yeah the or something like that. Come on. Come yeah. On. You
1: know, actually, it's their
0: fault. It is actually. This janitor did nothing wrong.
1: They they should sue themselves. They should. Also, maybe the research was going nowhere, and they're like, "This is a perfect way."
0: Yeah, uh, to get. There. I mean, one million dollars—that's a lot, but you divide that by twenty-five years, and it's like doesn't sound like it was very good research.
1: No, his research sucks. He was doing
0: everyone a favor. <laughs> yeah, start uh, try something new. Yeah, Some lab science. Start a new experiment. Your cum box thing is done. <laughs> and you know what? Good riddance. I always knew that was. I would going love nowhere. to believe that this was a
1: much more <laughs> uh, uh, detailed and sinister plot hatched by the university or the laboratory itself. Uh, to be like, we gotta end this research. Insurance but they, fraud. They refuse to stop researching this pointless project.
0: Yeah. Uh, so here's what we do: we play the most annoying sound of the world. Yes. We convince a janitor to shut we, off the power. We ask uh, the janitor company to send uh, whoever their employee is with like the most extreme case of like uh, misophonia, mm-hmm. sensitivity to sounds. You got anyone on your staff who just hates loud noises? Mm-hmm. Oh, they'd be great for our very quiet lab. Send them this way. You've got the perfect place And then, boom. Oh, the my stars. Oh, my research. What oh, happened? My research. Oh. oh, geez. Well,
1: I guess that's the end of that. We're doing a lot of heavy lifting for this story. It's, it's a pretty straightforward, but I like to believe that there's I mean, more going on. you got
0: to look at everything from a lot of different angles. Yeah. You've got to speculate.
1: Thing. The people involved in this, they're not thinking like we're thinking. Yeah. Like two dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't you get a common man in the courtroom? Yeah. Well, I got an idea on how this might have gone down. Yeah. E- every court needs
0: a needs a moron. To come yeah. In. Uh, <laughs> you have your, like your expert witnesses who have like very specific specific knowledge about things, and then you just have a uh, you you bring in your out of the box thinkers. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, I I, I want to retire and be an idiot witness. Yeah. Hold on. I have I have no skin in this fight, and I don't know anything about either of these professions. Let me take a crack at it. I think we've just uh, invented a new job. It's a moronic consultant.
0: Yeah, moron consultant. Uh, Let's and...
1: see what the court jester
0: has to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The court jester's back, baby. <laughs> You're
1: welcome, society.
0: Anyway, speaking of catastrophic failure, it is time once again to talk about those orcas over in the Strait of Gibraltar who mm-hmm. keep on tearing the rudders off of yachts and even sinking a few of them. Uh, one of the most recent orca incidents involved a sailboat participating in an endurance racing event that had a very tense 15-minute encounter with three orcas that didn't end up resulting in any damage but did produce some of the best video footage uh, so far of this phenomenon showing the orcas underwater just being very interested in the boat's rudder. Hmm. Seems to be doing some work hmm, up this there. Is, this probably is a good around. one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Seen, seen some rudders, but this is a good one. <laughs>
1: A lot of marine experts seem to think that orcas attacking boats is just a fad that the orcas will eventually get tired of. But until then, these constant orca encounters are becoming a real problem for Southern Europe's beautiful boaters, who have no choice but to pass through the Strait of Gibraltar on their way in and out of the Mediterranean. And the Portuguese government is currently looking into possible ways to just do something about this. Take care of it. Uh, Obviously, killing the orcas would only strengthen their resolve. Plus, it's highly illegal. So, what, what else you got? Let's get that uh, idiot witness in here. Yeah. Come up here. We start. Need... <laughs> I need someone who's never even heard of orcas yeah. or boating. Yeah. A landlocked moron.
0: It's like the, the devil's advocate, but it's just, it's the the idiot's advocate.
1: Yeah. I want someone from uh, Kansas City, Missouri in mm-hmm. here to talk about bo- Doesn't boating. Doesn't even know what an orca is. And and has thinks, only se- Thinks whales are fish. Only seen water in like a reservoir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
0: let's check Gizmodo though. New strategies to save boats from the Orca uprising are in the works. Portuguese officials plan to test devices that could deter so-called killer whales from taking down ships with sound, according to a report from Lusa News Agency, Portugal's largest news outlet. Trial runs of the tech could begin over the next few months or even sooner. Quote, Some lines of development of acoustic deterrents are being developed that will be tested this summer in order to try to find options for protecting sailboats and minimize the number of orca interactions. Antonio Bessa de Carvalho, president of Portugal's National Association of Cruise Ships, told LUSA. These orcas are... you're just going to piss them off. Yeah, or this seems like it's going to antagonize them. They're going to go straight to the breaker box and figure out ways to turn this off. Yeah, I mean, an orca has... De- Never killed a human being in the wild. Yeah. But they've killed humans. When pushed hard enough. Yeah. It's, it's happened. It's happened in captivity. So they're capable of it. They know what they're doing. I like how they're getting. Do we really want to push these orcas and to do their you- limit? Because they're only fighting at like 10% right now. Exactly. And you're meeting them with weapons they already have. Yeah. Sounds. Yeah. You're going to see a lot more health bars pop up on screen <laughs> if you start messing with it. The- <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> do, I, you know what? Go ahead and test this. <laughs> Go ahead and test it. See, a
0: bunch of dorsal fins.
1: Oh, fuck. (laughs) So, yeah, they're thinking that some sort of sound might be able to deter the orcas, and the article points out that similar technology has been used to deter sharks. Though, ironically enough, the sounds that deter sharks are just orca (laughs) sounds. Because sharks are, rightfully so, terrified of orcas. They don't want that smoke. What are orcas uh, terrified of? Seemingly nothing. But if they can't be scared away, maybe they can at least be annoyed away. Then again, annoyance might be the reason they're attacking all these boats in the first place. So, best of luck with this plan. It certainly didn't work for that
0: laboratory, and it might not work for the ocean. Science, uh, best of luck to science. uh,
1: Millions of dollars worth of research was thwarted by one single janitor, and they think they're going to go at these orcas with sounds?
0: Yeah, um, best of luck to you. I... I'm, I'm betting on the Orcas in this fight. They are definitely the Mark Zuckerberg in this matchup.
1: Yeah, in the meantime, the Orca attacks will continue until morale improves.
0: And I'm fine with that. Yes. It's going to be like... I don't have a yacht, I don't go in the ocean, and I live on the other side of the world. They. This is just fun to me. This is just TV. I feel like they should just bring the Orcas some treats. Yeah. Yeah, they deserve a treat. Yes, come
1: on, give the orca a treat. Didn't you see that video of like uh, the orca getting caught on a rope and And treat it, it, and it
0: brought the people a treat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, dude. Fucking whales and orcas are such amazing. Like, my favorite thing about this story is it's just made us made me watch a lot of fucking videos of like orcas and like learning about them. And yeah, that one's crazy because like uh, these two like little young orcas come to a boat. Yo, my mom's hurt. Come here, and so they follow them. They're like, all right. And yeah, the the mom's like caught in like a buoy line or something. The sailors uh they cut the line and they leave and then the mama orca like catches like a fucking octopus or no, it's something. A a yeah. <laughs> just like it's like carrying it on its head and like, "Here Yo! you go. Here's your reward." Yeah. And then uh yeah, in reading about this, I uh there was like so the fad theory has some basis cuz like there was this documented thing up in like the Puget Sound in the 90s where for like one summer uh orcas just kept being spotted like Carrying a single fish on their head? Like, it was like the cool new... But uh, I got I'm a like, hat, just yeah. like the fisherman. Hey, look at this! <laughs> I'm cool. a human, I'm a human! <laughs> so, uh, uh, I think it's great. Fascinating creatures. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep an eye on them. I think we should let them have this, the sea. We well, yeah. We don't need it anymore. Of course. Be done with we it. We can't be trusted with the sea. Look what happens when humans take to the sea. Bad things. They go to the bottom of the ocean and they get turned into dust.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, anyways, before
1: we move on to this week's mandatory... <laughs> Elon Musk update. It's time to let you know that this episode is sponsored by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or your computer. Did you know that it only takes a few seconds to get it? That means if you go to add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad reads even over. Checking something off your to-do list really fast is so satisfying. And do you know what else works fast? Honey's deal-finding abilities. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds
0: to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. And even if it doesn't find one, uh, you get some Honey you Gold. Get, get some points. I recently uh, had
1: to uh, embarrassingly, re- embarrassingly replace some uh, 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 earplugs. I, I had my earplugs and I opened it and one of them popped out uh, and fell on the ground at the venue. Uh, and uh, rolled away and I'm just like,
0: yeah, that's a loss.
1: By then, people are stepping all over Write it. That one off. No good. Honey gave me a coupon. I got. I ended up getting two pairs and got thirty five percent off the second pair. Wow. Yeah. So now I have one for the car, one for home, because I'm always forgetting them too. Yeah, and when you the next time you drop one, got one you ready got, to go. You got a backup. There you go. So look, all the money I'm saving with that, I can give to fish feed for the orcas you anytime got, I go on the ocean. Yeah, as a
0: as a treat. You got money coming out of your ears.
1: Yeah, Honey doesn't just work on desktop; it also works on the iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. Getting Honey seriously only takes just a few seconds, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com/newsday. That's
0: joinhoney.com/newsday. And this episode is sponsored by MasterClass. With MasterClass, you can learn from the best to become your best anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. There are over 180 classes to pick from across 11 categories, everything from classes on filmmaking from some of the world's top filmmakers to cooking classes from the world's greatest chefs to classes on business, architecture, fashion design, you name it, with new classes added every month. Some exciting instructors include Gordon Ramsay, Malcolm Gladwell, Steve Martin, Chris Voss, Esther Peril, Mariah Carey, and many more. Mm. For us, the filmmaking classes are especially enjoyable because we
1: get behind the scenes insight into some of our favorite movies. And the cooking classes definitely provide some expert inspiration for the kitchen. The Gordon Ramsay class, for example, teaches you must know cooking techniques like how to break down a chicken, make pasta from scratch, and the surprisingly simple way to make the best scrambled eggs of your life. I have not made scrambled eggs Ever, different ever since I learned yeah, this he, he cracked the code. He did. I even learned how to do the thing where the pan
0: catches on fire. Be careful. Check your smoke alarms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beep! <laughs> Annual memberships start at $10 a month, and you get unlimited access to every instructor, thousands of online lessons, exclusive content, insights, and much more. Find practical takeaways that you can apply to your life and at work. If you run a business, you can use Masterclass to help your team. Gain new skills in as little as 10 minutes, either on your phone computer, tablet, smart TV, and even audio mode to listen on the go.
1: Learn in the car! Yeah, get a long drive going, become an expert in something by the time you get to your destination. That's right. So how much would it cost to take one-on-one classes from the world's best? Well, with a Masterclass Annual Membership, it'll only cost you $10 a month. Get unlimited access to every class, and right now, as an internet today viewer that's you thank you you can get 15% off when you go to masterclass.com/newsday that is masterclass.com/newsday for 15% off an annual membership
0: masterclass.com/newsday all right back to the news now with an important update to what has become the most important ongoing news saga now that the whole submarine titanic thing is they found some pieces of it is over yeah, uh, yeah. I'm talking about Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, and their steel cage match to determine who truly is the king of the dorks. As we discussed in our previous episode this week, um, despite both men appearing to take the challenge seriously, uh, especially Mark Zuckerberg, who actually knows martial arts and would 100% kick Elon's ass, and despite the UFC's Dana White predicting that such a fight would bring in over $1 billion in revenue, despite all that, the whole thing was called off, not by Zuckerberg and not by Musk, or at least not by Elon Musk, but rather by May Musk, Elon's mommy. Uh, She's been telling anyone who asks that the fight is canceled and that instead Elon and Mark are going to have some sort of joke-telling competition. Sounds pretty lame to me. This
1: This is a schoolyard fight where your mom shows up at the school and tries to settle things in front of the entire student body. That's always... It's the most embarrassing thing that could possibly happen. The
0: best way to ensure that your kid never gets bullied again is to have mommy show up and uh, come to the kid's aid. Why don't we... That's really going to work. Why don't we
1: just have a a lovely debate in front of him? Right here in front of the whole class. God. God, it's pathetic. But look, is it actually canceled? It did seem right up Elon Musk's alley to have his mommy step in and prevent him from getting choked out and then pooping his pants in front of millions of people. But we're getting some very mixed messages. Because Elon Musk, he's acting like he's still going to fight Mark Zuckerberg. On Tuesday, podcaster, scientist, and Elon Musk reply guy, Lex Fridman, posted to Twitter, I did an impromptu training session with Elon Musk for a few hours yesterday. I'm extremely impressed with his strength, power, and skill on the feet and on the ground. It was epic! (laughs) It's really inspiring to see Elon and Mark doing martial arts, but I think the world is served far better if they train martial arts but not fight in the cage. That said, as Elon says, the most entertaining outcome is the most likely. I'm here for them, no matter what. And he attached uh, two photos, one showing Musk putting Fridman in a hold, and another showing Musk throwing Fridman over his shoulder.
0: I mean, he almost looks like a fighter. Wow. So yeah, Elon probably wouldn't be doing this if he wasn't at least considering actually getting in the ring with Mark. And yeah, based on those two still photos, you can at least visualize kind of what it might look like for Elon to fight someone. Uh, Unfortunately, though, (laughs) this week, Lex Friedman... Also hung out with Mark Zuckerberg and practiced a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well. And rather than post just two photos, of the encounter he actually posted ten whole minutes of footage of the two men sparring. Yeah, very uh, weird was... that only
1: these photos exist. <laughs> uh, so and Elon's literally looks like the kind of fight training that we've been invited to. And they're like, learn yeah. fight training from a stuntman for yeah, the John it's Wick like movies. Every
0: John Wick movie. They're like, yeah. Come. You want to come to see a stuntman? And that those things are pretty fun because the stuntmen like you just. You barely like. Yeah, move. they're doing all the work. Yeah, it's like those guys that Steven Seagal uh, spars with, and it's like the one photo that is off. funny
1: that got a lot of replies is you. You can see like the veins popping out on Elon's forehead, and they're like, "Look at that brain power!" <laughs> all the comments are talking about how smart he is because of his brain, yeah, his fucking brain veins, yeah.
0: Real comic book uh, understanding of the world. Like the, it, it, he's the... got he's got the biggest brain you can tell by the veins on his head. Yeah, he's got the Getting biggest brain because his, his his head is huge. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but yeah, ten minutes of actual video fighting with Mark Zuckerberg versus mm-hmm. two photos. I don't know. And yeah, we basically know nothing about BJJ. It does look like Mark Zuckerberg knows what he's doing though, especially considering that Lex Freeman is a black belt
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. Uh, I don't know, they seem pretty evenly matched. So yeah, whatever hype Elon got from Lex Friedman posting about him was immediately canceled out by Lex Friedman posting about Mark Zuckerberg.
1: Which I'm sure really tanned Elon's ass.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, come on! (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't have given it like a week or something
1: like that? Like, come on.
0: It's just the the perfect, like, compare and contrast. Yeah. Why is there no video of the Elon encounter? Both of these fighters met with the same uh, fighting consultant, and uh, one of these encounters resulted in two blurry photos, and the other was 10 minutes of raw fight footage. I
1: like, too, that it doesn't directly say it, but its he's
0: implying, like,
1: He's a lot stronger than you think he is. Yeah. Like, well, I think he's a fucking panty waist.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, we we all agree. This man looks like a fucking fat piece of shit. <laughs> but most you'd be surprised. The most he's lifted in years is a can of fucking Diet Coke. Am yeah. I right? But you'd be surprised. He actually doesn't suck shit. And he didn't poop his pants once when we were fighting, which shocked me.
1: This is like that photo <laughs> of uh, RFK uh, lifting 100 pounds or whatever. And and, that, s- and struggling and having a spotter too. The
0: whole discourse around that is so fucking weird because uh, people are really horned up for this guy. So I've always wondered my whole life, uh, you know, the like evangelical strongmen groups that go around to schools tearing uh, up phone books. Phone I'm books, like, yeah. who is who is this working on? Like, who sees a bunch of uh, like muscle men and immediately thinks like those people must be right about everything. I will follow them. And then this week, uh, the question is answered because people see. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. without his shirt on, they're like, well, clearly this man knows everything about health and science. Yeah, or just (laughs) steroids. Yeah, no, and like, look, I don't know. A lot of people who know more about uh, PEDs than me uh, did have some thoughts about that. Um, But the fact that he seemingly, he could only do like five push-ups and they weren't really push-ups. He was going halfway up. And then, yeah, lifting like 115 pounds on the bar and seemingly struggling hard with that, it's like, okay, he seems to look a lot stronger than he actually is. What's going on with that? And they're like, "Yes, yeah, so sometimes that's uh, how it works with." Which, attorneys. like, look, <laughs> which it, I don't fucking, I don't care. Don't care. It's, it's just, just why... like when you're putting it out there that you're like this, like big tough guy. Yeah. Also, I don't want to see any presidential candidate with their shirt off. <laughs> no, get please, get the fuck out of my time. Put timeline. the shirt back on, especially if the man's like seventy years old. It's disgusting. Get yeah, the what, fuck what out are we here. doing here? It's all wrinkly and gross. Like, and I... why is he why is he working out in jeans? Yeah. Also, it's very strange.
1: Very weird. It's a big turnoff for me. No thanks, RFK. Junior. Junior. Yeah. Hmm. Well, good for Cheryl Hines, I guess. Yeah. He's got those tiny steroid balls. I mean, at his
0: age, does it matter?
1: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> now, of course, uh, depending on when the Elon and uh, Zuckerberg fight is, or if it even happens, who knows, he might have plenty of time to train, Elon, that is. And he certainly has no shortage of people willing to train him. Former UFC champ Georges St-Pierre, widely regarded as the MMA GOAT, uh, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, I don't I, don't I think know it's really. just
0: Georges St-Pierre. There we go.
1: Offered his services to Musk on Twitter saying, Elon Musk, I'm a huge fan of yours and it would be an absolute honor to help you and be your training partner for the challenge against Zuckerberg. To which Elon replied, okay, let's do it, fire emojis. Anyways, if this does end up happening, it's worth remembering why exactly these two guys have bad blood between them. The initial challenge stems from news about Meta developing a new microblogging platform to compete with Twitter. But the feud actually goes back much further. Here's Ars Technica with the lore about this.
0: Nonetheless, the feud between the two tech billionaires is absolutely legitimate. And what most of the coverage of this cage match exchange has missed is the origin of the dispute. It came nearly seven years ago when Facebook leased part of the bandwidth on an Israeli-built satellite, Amos 6. Zuckerberg intended for this bandwidth to provide some areas of Africa with internet access to Facebook. This $200 million satellite was due to launch on a Falcon 9 rocket in early September 2016. On the morning of September 1st, To save a single day in the pre-launch preparation process, SpaceX had already affixed the satellite atop a Falcon 9 rocket ahead of its static fire test. And the countdown was going smoothly until it wasn't. Completely out of the blue, the rocket exploded violently, showering pieces of the vehicle into the swamplands for miles around. The satellite swan-dived to the ground, a total fiery loss. (laughs) I want to point out that this
1: is probably a net benefit for Africa.
0: Yeah, well, he was planning on doing this thing where it's like you can have the internet, but it's just Facebook. Yes, and which, that's
1: what happened in like yeah, Myanmar.
0: Africa has been through enough. Like, we don't need their brains all getting fucking poisoned the way everyone in the West is getting poisoned. At least the boomers. If you look it's into not good. Ha- yeah, Myanmar,
1: yeah, like, they, you had to use. They were giving out like phones and internet access was driving st- straight through Facebook. Yeah, that's where you got everything. So it's like. Did Elon Musk save the continent? Maybe. Listen, neither
0: of these men are saints.
1: No, (laughs) they just, they're fucking up in different ways. Yeah. Uh, Their article continues. The Amos 6 accident, known internally at SpaceX as Flight 29, was a wrenching failure for a launch company. With the destruction of the Space Launch Complex 40 pad, SpaceX had no other pads in service at the time, and it had no rockets to launch. Additionally, it was the company's second Falcon 9 failure in 15 months. Musk was sleeping at his home in Los Angeles at the time of the accident. He awoke to the news of the failure and arrived at the SpaceX factory in Hawthorne, California, about the same time that Zuckerberg took to Facebook to vent his frustrations. As I'm here in Africa, I'm deeply disappointed to hear that SpaceX's launch failure destroyed our satellite that would have provided connectivity to so many entrepreneurs and everyone else across the continent. Entrepreneurs and everyone else. Cool. That's what Zuckerberg wrote. This was not well received at SpaceX, where employees were distraught and pulling themselves together to begin their second failure investigation in a little more than a year. The sentiment shared by Musk, the company's president, Gwynne Shotwell, and others was essentially that Zuckerberg was an asshole for what he had written and when he had done so.
0: So yeah, Musk is still butthurt over Mark calling out SpaceX publicly for one of Facebook's satellites getting destroyed seven years ago. Yeah. Uh so, I don't know. maybe they can make one of the fight stipulations that the loser gets launched into space on a SpaceX rocket mm-hmm. that would really raise the the stakes yeah. It's not a fight to the death, it's the fight to mm, a decent chance exploration of death. um yeah, so meanwhile, though challenging people to m m a fights is spreading it's it's because uh, of the youtubers I'm telling you yeah. So, the, the most embarrassing uh, example of this, uh, Republican Senator Mark Wayne, one word, Mark Wayne Mullen, this week challenged the president of the Teamsters Union, Sean O'Brien, to an MMA fight, uh, which is just the latest escalation in a shit-talking match between these two guys that started months ago during a very entertaining Senate hearing. And, I don't know uh, if I would
1: challenge the, the the head of a Teamsters Union and also someone with an Irish last name yeah, to he, a fight.
0: this guy rules. He's like... Uh, all of his fights with this Mark Wayne guy in Congress. He's he's like he's the ultimate union boss. Like why don't you say that to my face, bitch? That kind of that kind of swag. Look, we we already do like the political baseball
1: game in DC. Like why not have the political UFC fight?
0: Yeah, fuck it. We're we're going back to the gladiator days. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: I want to see the squad as as they are called uh against Kevin McCarthy.
0: <laughs> Who would win? Yeah. Um, but you know uh, the the Elon fight like I support it. I think he should train as hard as possible. Yeah, because the more time he spends doing that, the less time he spends on anything else. Like I said,
1: the when he finally gets back into shape. And has an activity, a physical activity to yeah. do, he's going to realize how much time oh, and mental yeah. effort he's wasted on shit posting.
0: What are these chemicals that seem to be flowing through my blood every time I exert myself for long periods of time? It feels great. What is this? Yeah. Endorphins, you say? Hmm. Is this a new thing? I could have been getting these the whole time? Yes. Interesting. Concerning.
1: Uh, and and I'm not holding out hope that this won't end up being something completely lame if it does happen, because there's always the chance that this happens, but has, like, weird stipulations or weird rules or is a very diet version of what they're claiming it will be, uh, but I still want it to happen.
0: It's uh, Even if it does happen, So it seems like it'll probably be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which um, I don't know a whole lot about, but it's not the most exciting spectator sport mm-hmm. there's no striking it's it's a little bit gay it's just a lot of a lot of just rolling around with your bros grabbing
1: that's why Friedman wanted
0: to do it it's 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 advanced grab ass yeah no offense to the bjj practitioners out there they're but, gonna kick your ass but it, it looks like a really uh, technical form of grab ass mm-hmm. so i don't know wouldn't be like I, it would be cool if they were actually like hitting each other in the face, but that's not... they need to do it long. like
1: if Twitch streamers and YouTubers can do
0: it, yeah. Elon and Mark can. They they need to. You know what would be good for everyone? Uh, there's a sport called X Arm. Yeah, the, Zarm. Uh, Zarm and uh, full contact full, arm wrestling. Full contact arm wrestling. That uh, it had a brief moment in the sun as a Machinima Prime series about nine years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but it did not get its proper due. And it's time time to bring X Arm back. Yeah. Zone. They also have that uh,
1: competitive slap boxing. Oh, that shit's fucking hardcore. I can't watch that. It, I it, don't know how it, those it's... guys
0: don't all have to have like just they do advanced CTE. they do like it there's is, no way that they don't it's like hey you want to take out all the parts of fighting that don't involve getting cte and just do the
1: cte parts here we go also i don't i know why it popped in my brain but i haven't thought about this in a while but there's that arm wrestler who like is unbeaten because he has the giant arm oh yeah <laughs> i love that
0: like the fucking popeye arm. <laughs> yeah
1: i think it's a form of like gigantism yeah he's, but he's
0: undefeated i believe yeah he's he was born that way. Yeah. His hands are massive. Uh-huh. Like, his his body's normal. It's just you his... see him hold a, like, a Pepsi can, yeah. and you're like, wait, what? He literally, he's a living Popeye. He's got a normal body, and then his forearms and hands are just gigantic. Yeah. And there's, like, a baby picture of him, and he looked like that as a baby, too. <sighs> anyway. Don't get in a fight with that guy.
1: No, I won't. Back to Elon, though. When he isn't picking fights with other billionaires, he's also running a fancy little website that somehow still operates, though not well, called Twitter.com. Though not officially. Uh, that's Linda Iaccarino's job now. And before long, he's going to make her fight Mark Zuckerberg instead. She does seem to be at least trying to clean up some of Elon's messes on the business side of things, like Elon's refusal to pay for uh, Google Cloud services, which could have resulted in Twitter's automated content moderation tools going offline. Uh, Linda actually got on the phone with Google, and the conversation seems to have cooled things off, with Twitter now once again paying its Google bill. But she's got plenty of other messes to fix. And there's a really big mess of brewing down in Australia. Here's the Washington Post.
0: Australia has ordered Twitter to explain what it is doing to tackle online hate, saying there had been a sharp increase in toxicity and hate since Elon Musk took over the company last year. Twitter could be fined as much as $475,000 a day if it doesn't comply under an online safety law that Australia touted as world first when it introduced in 2021. So this is similar to what we believe is still uh, an ongoing conflict between Twitter and the government of Germany, who, uh, understandably, has you know some uh, hate speech laws to, you know, it's part of the. We've whole, lived this. It's part of the whole Please. never, never again thing. Yes. but yeah, other countries have stricter laws on hate speech um, that online platforms have to abide by if they want to operate in those countries, and ignoring those laws can be very expensive.
1: But we're sure Linda, though, she'll, she'll sort it all out. Linda's got this. No problem. Yakarino's on the phone. Oh, shit. Watch out. Meanwhile, though, Elon definitely hasn't gone completely hands-off when it comes to Twitter, as shown by a recent high-profile free speech decision by the company. Here's CNBC. Twitter suspended the accounts of PlainSight and its founder Aaron Greenspan, a prolific Tesla and Elon Musk critic, Tuesday afternoon. PlainSight is an online database that makes state and federal court filings and other public records available to users for free. The site also offers analytics features to paying subscribers meant to help lawyers and pro se litigants gain insight about attorneys, judges, government offices, and the law. Greenspan has meticulously tracked litigation by or against companies, mostly in the US, including Tesla, Twitter, which Musk took private in an acquisition last year, as well as competitors, GM, Meta, and a myriad of others. He and Musk have also been involved in litigation over the years.
0: And as the article notes, Elon previously stated, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. But I guess uh, there are exceptions as we have seen and will continue to see. Yeah. Um, PlainSight was basically, you know, they were doing doxing. I mean, by doxing, I mean they, they published publicly available court filings and public records about uh, all sorts of things, but some of them reflected pretty poorly on Elon Musk and his companies. So, mm, my free speech does not extend to that sort of thing. You're out of here. But hey, maybe Elon wasn't mad about plain sight publishing information that made him look bad. Maybe he was just mad that they were doing it on their own website and not on Twitter itself, which recently increased the maximum post length for Twitter Blue subscribers to 25,000 characters. No, I'm not reading any of that. And for reference, the script that we have been reading off of today, which has covered about 40 minutes, although, you know, a good chunk of that was was riffing. But uh, the bulk of it, just... The script we've been working off of is 20,000 characters. Not even 25,000, which is the word limit. So just imagine a tweet longer than the episode that you just watched. Imagine that. Are you reading that? No, you ain't reading that. Pick up a book instead. <laughs> Please. Pick up a football. <laughs> Go
1: outside. <laughs> Touch grass. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so that's it for today's episode. If, if you somehow missed how a hot dog salesman... Went from hot dog salesman to trying to overthrow the Russian military.
0: Ernest overthrows the Russian
1: government. That's right. Uh, we have a previous <laughs> episode. Also, you've definitely already seen it. I don't know how the views are still going up. Uh, where are the subscribers if there's that many views is what I'm wondering. But you've probably already seen it. Our thousandth episode. Yeah. Thanks for coming back out of the woodwork. Literally everyone that's subscribed to our channel who has uh, apparently watched yeah. it. Uh, that video is up there as well. Uh, leave a comment, like the video, subscribe, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Please? Come on, what are you doing? It doesn't
0: cost you anything to subscribe.
1: 240,000 people watch the episode and we have 247,000 subscribers.
0: A lot of people subscribe.
1: (laughs) Thank you for everything. I don't know what's going on, but the the views are great and you're the reason it's happening, not us. So thank you. We'll be back with another episode soon. Watch those episodes over here and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.